to another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name is Still Palmadot. Thanks very much for joining me today on this episode. I have Amy Palmer. She is VP Sales at a company called NEI Investments coming to us from Cowtown in Calgary. I used to live there. Amy, how are things? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Paul. What's the what's the slogan on the sign? Is it that welcome to the new west? Or I, I forget the slogan on the sign when you, when you enter Calgary now with the big hat. <laughs> Great question. To be honest, I haven't really noticed it lately and I haven't really left my house because as we're in a bit of a lockdown. True. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's to my kitchen and back usually. Ah, fair enough then. Well, listen, nice to meet you. Thanks for being on here. Say hi to everybody and provide a quick intro. Hi. Well, and as I mentioned before, I'm so very fortunate that I can spend some time with you today. Uh, to what Paul had mentioned, I am the VP of sales at NEI Investments. I started with the organization at March 30th, so really when we just kicked off this whole pandemic. Uh, previous to that, I was with Sunlight Financial, and I've owned my own business previous to that. Um, I've been living in Calgary since 2012, and previous, I was in Ontario. Um, I've kind of been all over Canada, um, but I'm happy to say that I'm relocating to Winnipeg for this new position. I am married. It's been four years, and we have a small dog, but no kids at the moment. Um, the reason for Winnipeg was, one, I found my dream job, but two, we also decided we want to get closer to family. So I've got nieces and nephews and my in-laws are there. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Can't go wrong with the peg, right? Yeah, let's <laughs> see how it goes. All right, well, listen, I'm looking forward to you sharing your story. So let's go back to, if I have this right, 2006, you are attending mm -hmm. uh, Georgian College and you, you wrap things up with a background and education in digital photography and imaging. And yet you just provided yeah. your, your intro with you're in sales, you're in publishing, you own a spa. I'm dying mm -hmm. to know what you thought you'd be doing back in 2006 in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in my dream world, back in 2006, I was going to graduate with this you know, certificate in digital photography and imaging, and I was going to hit the road and I was going to end up in New York City. Uh, so that was the goal. I was going to be a fashion photographer. As reality set in and hit, I realized I don't think I actually can make money at this go. But what I realized is I was very passionate about business. And so I started navigating and landed at this medical spa. Um, I got introduced to the CEO at the time and mentioned a little bit about what I was doing. And he said, oh my God, this is fate. I've been looking to get this publication off the ground. I want to send this out to homes across Canada. You're exactly what I need right now. And so I was living in Cologne at the time. I transferred to Toronto and I literally learned how to run a business, but also how to take on this giant operation of how do we get this magazine out to homes? So that I was in charge of everything from content to photography to layout, had to take some courses on to get up to speed there. But it really taught me at the end of the day about leadership. And how do I get people to start getting behind this and getting passionate about it? And I think I put out 10 issues. They're about 30 pages each. And I did that in a span of about three years. So this is where it really kind of got my foot in the door of being in the medical spa world. And at the time, I was like, yeah, I can sell skincare, no problem. And then this landed on my lap of now you're in charge of our marketing, our communications. And then I was working with the spas across Canada on how do we get out into the communities? So 
um, volunteer work and we also did a lot of trade shows. It was the biggest learning experience I could say that I crammed into three years for sure. And Amy, what was the what was the transition like for you moving west to east? Because I've been to Kelowna. The Okanagan is just spectacular for anybody who's never been there. You're missing out. And you come to Toronto, which is, you know, lots yeah. of opportunity, big metropolis, but two vastly mm-hmm. different lifestyles for you to live in. Yeah. Was that transition simple? Was it difficult? Talk to me about that. That's funny that you say that because I was one that I was like, I'm not really into Kelowna, so I could leave at any time. Um, so I was really only there for a year. Uh, when I was in kind of Toronto, I was staying in Mississauga, but a, a nice area. So what I realized, though, it was my living situation at the time. I was staying with a bunch of girls that worked at the company. I was working 14-hour days, and I might take a Sunday afternoon off. Mm. This is when I started to realize what it was actually going to take to make it ahead. And I think a lot of times you'll, you'll get people in your career and they'll say, you might just not be ready yet. You, know, you need to wait. You need to have a little bit more experience under your belt. But what I figured out is that I've been able to accomplish a lot more in a shorter period of time. I just have to work more hours. And that's really what it boiled down to. And, and so when you made the move, was this right around the 2007, 2008 mortgage crisis and things were bad? And, and did you have to adjust to that at all? Well, at the time, like I didn't have to, <laughs> I was very fortunate that the company kind of put me up and they gave me a car allowance and things like that. So I didn't, I didn't own a property at that time. It wasn't in 20, until 2014 that I actually was here in Calgary, bought my first house, things like that. So, yeah. So then, then what was behind the decision to leave Toronto and then head back West? Not quite as far as Kelowna, but Calgary is yeah. pretty West. Yeah, no, great question. So while I was also running this like magazine and, you know, getting trained in Toronto, I was also troubleshooting across the country for the customer service side and doing sales training as well. So it brought me to Calgary. And then I was overseeing about six medical spas here for about a year and a half while I was still doing the magazine and making sure that the rest of the country was kind of on board with some of the marketing that we were doing. And I fell in love with it. It's honestly like if you haven't been here it's such a beautiful city. You're about an hour from the mountains. Um, low taxes. I don't know how long that will last, but I've enjoyed only paying 5% for the last like eight years or so. Um, but yeah, I, I really did. I fell in love with it. And then I met my husband now, uh, probably about a month after I moved here. So I was like, okay, I'm laying roots. This is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that's what brought me back to the city. However, when I got here, I sort of did a bit of a transitional period of like, I think I need to leave the spa world for a bit. I started feeling overwhelmed and I was getting some burnout. And so then I went and just like had a fun job, like selling diamonds for like a year just at Spence. So (laughs) that was me day in, day out, helping people find their dream ring. And that was really rewarding. But uh, at the end of the day, my old boss called and he was like, you got to take on one of these spas. Like we, we miss you. Um, Here's an opportunity to take one on. And so I, I jumped at that chance. So. Well, Hence com- when I became a business owner. You know, your comment regarding Calgary certainly hits for me because uh, I moved to Calgary in 2009 and I lived there for two mm-hmm. years and I came from Toronto and I moved with Xerox d- due to a, a career opportunity. And oh, cool. I have to say, uh, Toronto was in my rearview mirror. I never went there with this feeling of, okay, let me give it a, three months and Toronto's bigger and better. Like I love, I went all in and I loved the Calgary lifestyle. The people were great. So many expats in that city. So for me, it was, it was a pretty easy transition. And to your point, uh, you know, the mountains are right there. The golf is incredible. Mm-hmm. The, the, the 5% tax was amazing, uh, which, which I loved. <laughs> right? I ended up buying a car during that time as a result of that. But you know, the one thing oh, I never good. did, and you might get a kick out of this, is 
I never went skiing. And oh. so I, see, oh. but I, so I've never skied in my life, downhill skiing ever, not once. But so I was a guy, okay. so I'm the guy who, when I move out there, I bought all the gear and, yeah. then, and then it just <laughs> sat there. Like it literally yeah. sat there in my closet for two months and then, uh, sorry, for two years. Aww. And then when I left, I put it up on Kijiji and, and it went and, and uh, it didn't even, you know, crack the spine of the boot or anything. It was just like, a, what a loser, right? I'm in Calgary. I have a chance yeah, no. to go to Sunshine, have a chance to go to Revelstoke and, you know, Kicking Horse and all these other places. And I didn't do it once. And it just collected, <laughs> collected dust for two years. So, but anyways, to your point, I, the lifestyle in Calgary um, was fantastic. And so uh, you went to Sun Life, did you not? I did. Okay. Yeah. So after um, I made the hard decision that, I needed to step away from my business. Um, the universe threw everything at me in terms of all the machines breaking. We had a flood. I was having issues with keeping some of the medical staff um, around. And so when the lease was up for renewal, and again, remember, this is like 2014 to 2016, I had this. Uh, a lot of my best clients were, you know, they lost their positions, which was super tragic. We're just so tied to the energy uh, sector here. Um, but yeah, Lisa's is up for renewal. And I was like, you know what? I just, my passion isn't here anymore. I know I still want to have some sort of control over my income and my hours, but I need to step away from this. Um, hardest decision ever. But I also knew that when I came into this, I was going to run it on cash flow only. I was not going to include like getting into any debt or anything like that. Um, I just, I thought about moving it, but at the end of the day, I was like, nah, I think I'm good. And that's when, again, just being very serendipitous, a manager at Sun Life had found, I can't remember where my resume, maybe it was on like Monster or something, but reached out and just really said like, hey, you might want to have a conversation with us. You have a skill set that uh, you could be very successful here. And at the time I was like, okay, I just need a break. I just need to do something for a paycheck and I'll figure it out. But it really was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And now here I am. So. And what were you doing at Sun Life? Uh, well, I came in as an advisor, so that would be, um, you know, have, taking a holistic approach, but very much on the risk mitigation side. So we're looking at insurance, your life insurance, uh, disability, critical illness, and then we build a financial plan from there. Um, so that's when we started introducing wealth. And it's the skill set that you and I previously kind of chatted about. It was like, okay, well, how am I going to go find my clients? Hmm. How am I going to get out there and really start prospecting? and being successful at this. And so what I did is I got extremely clear on who I wanted to work with. And that was female entrepreneurs. I didn't have anyone when I had the spa walking me through this. And so that's what I did is I went out to networking events and I would, you know, I cold call, but I would be specific again on who I was cold calling. It would be, you know, people that perhaps would have, um, you know, a skincare line or something like that, that I'd be like, hey, we, I was in a similar industry. Um, I t you know, you have a family, let's meet for coffee. Uh, and so I, I did the advisor role for about six months and then, you know, management approached me just saying, you know, um, you've got previous experience in leadership and, you know, if we can kind of replicate your success coming in not having anything to do with this background, uh, I think you'd really be able to make a mark here. And again, leadership is important to me and I love building out teams. So I said, yeah, let's dive in here. Was that a conscious decision to choose that? I, I guess for the lack of a better term, vertical, the, the, the woman entrepreneur, was, was, that, was mm -hmm. that suggested to you by somebody inside of Sun Life or would, how did you find that? Yeah, well, I think when you're in Sun Life, you're always like, okay, where's the money? <laughs> it's like business owners, really. Uh, people in oil and gas, that's what you're going after. But I knew at the end of the day, I didn't have a natural market here. My natural market's in Ontario. 
So who could I connect with very easily? Well, women and, and men too, but really it was about women that were perhaps trying to get their own business off mm. the ground. And so for me, it was even like, well, maybe I can even mentor someone here. And a lot of them are sort of working full time, but have this dream of like, no, I want flexibility in my schedule or I'm looking to branch out and I want to, you know, create this new life for myself. So meeting with them and just having that sort of rapport building, you can uncover quite a bit. Um, and I will say like suddenly I've had some phenomenal systems in terms of like, how do we do a really solid fact find and then put a process in place that at the end of it, we are going to help a client um, and protect them for the future. Right. Well, that's pretty cool to hear that you, you end up having to make that uh, difficult decision to shut down your business and then you mm-hmm. take a job because it costs money every day just to wake up. So you take a job and you need to live. And then it turns into something that you end up enjoying to the tune of two to three years. You're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. really and loved it. Yeah. And it, again, had lots of opportunity to move and shift within the organization. So did a corporate role for a little bit. And that was really focused on the recruitment side, um, finding the right types of talent for the organization. So I know Sun Life at an arm's length, but I know them to be a, a, a pretty large organization. And I imagine there's lots of opportunities. One of, one of my best friends from being a child has just joined Sun Life and in a, leadership, oh, in, a, in a leadership role there. So I know Sun Life has lots of opportunities. There must have been a decent runway for you within the organization. Why, why move on after, you know, the better part of three years? Um. I think some of it comes down to patience. <laughs> like, okay. I want it now and I, I want to get in front of it now. Uh, well, I will say there was a bit of a shift in terms of where the organization um, was going. And so I had a very clear path on where I wanted to go. And then in the last, I don't know, maybe six months with the organization, I just wasn't as clear anymore. And I, I really was a bit concerned of, okay, big picture. Where do I want to be? Who am I? Um, and is it still in this in this particular role? How long do I need to be here? Uh, but to make your point, like I think for me, patience is when I've you know got this skill set, and if I'm not being challenged or I don't have like a mentorship opportunity, I do have this feeling of like, okay, I, I need to branch out. I need to be thinking bigger picture, and that's when NEI came into the conversation. Um, not to do a plug or anything like that, but what this organization really um, speaks to very much aligns with my values. And so with my previous experience, I've been able to come in and still work with advisors on on a very close level. Um, But I get to do it from this perspective of like, okay, let's talk about the things that really do matter in the future. Um, When we're talking about like social issues that are happening in governance, but we're really tying in the wealth piece to it as well. So it's really empowering. But you joined at a really unique time in the world's history. So uh, talk to me about your first day on the job. Are there people you've never even met face to face yet in your time? Talk to me about how your entire tenure with the company (laughs) has been thus far. Yeah. And I had to call them too. And I was like, look, if we're going to put the brakes on this, you need to like, let me know. But I was like, no, come on in. And, you know, I think like COVID as much as everyone's like, oh, this is like, I'm over this. Let's get back to normal. But it really has opened the door to have a little bit more work-life balance. So when I would have been in Ontario a couple of times already, we just shifted to doing everything online, right? And so, yeah, like there's still tons of advisors I've never met face-to-face and some of them don't even have Zoom capabilities. So this is me trying to build relationships over the phone. Um, I have to come with a bit more energy to keep them engaged while we're on Zoom. I got to come up with like little games or something like that. But 
yeah, definitely. Like, why not throw another wrench in the, <laughs> the situation of now you're going to move, you're going to change your position. Um, but I still find the positive in everything. Um, this was meant to happen. I think it was meant to work out this way. So no regrets at all. Um, it's been fantastic so far. And you're, you're getting ready to move, are you not? Yeah, so we did sell our home. Um, again, being in Calgary, we did take a bit of a hit just where the market's at. Uh, but yeah, we found a place in Winnipeg, but the issue is it's not ready for a little bit. Um, but I mean, yesterday, silver lining, again, I was chatting with someone that I work with and I mentioned sort of like, oh, I'm homeless for a bit. And she's like, oh, by the way, like I rent out Airbnb. So here's one. And I'm like, are you kidding? So now I've just got it lined up. It has a hot tub. So it's like, let's just start the line again. <laughs> just throw your problems out to the world and someone will figure it out for you, I think. So when you move, do you intend to fly or do you intend to drive across uh, the Trans-Canada? Uh, so I've already driven once. So a lot of my stuff is out there. Um, and I'll probably drive again because I'll have to get my dog out there and I'll have to get my husband's car he will probably stay behind. He still has some work to catch up, so he'll make it out there like mid-October, but I should leave probably the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that drive across the one through Saskatchewan, oh my goodness, I felt like it took me a month <laughs> to just to get the swift current. I'm like, oh my goodness, it yeah. was just so you flat. You just tape your eyes open. I mean, you can just, just see for like six days. Uh, it's, there's, there's nothing there. It's so it's so bare. It's unbelievable. And then, and then, then this little town pops up out of nowhere. So. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Lots of time for podcasts, though, right? So. Well, you know, Amy, congratulations on uh, on making the decision during a turbulent time, and then you know having a positive mindset through it, and trying to figure out. Okay, so I'm in this position. Uh, I see a good runway here. I want to want to be productive and and uh, be positive with it. And then you're turning kind of you know lemons into lemonade. Uh, when we're all trying to figure this out together. So, you know, congratulations on on a a fun, you know, anything but straight line career thus far. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. I know. Some days I'm just like, stay put for like a minute. But it is, it's this constant need to be growing and feel like I'm being challenged. And yeah, I think I thrive on stress, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Any advice for anybody listening yeah. if that maybe has served you well in your life that uh, if there was one thing that might come out that you would want to say? Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it. Um, it really is about mindset. And I give myself the opportunity to be upset about something, to get back on the horse. Um, I am very career driven. I'm driven by targets, things like that. But I know at the end of the day, my true success comes down to genuinely believing and loving whatever company I'm with. Um, and branding myself. So outside of the organization as well. So think about that. We've got opportunity with social media now, put content out there that um, is true to who you are. Think about volunteering and just connect with people around you because you just never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. Well, Amy, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thanks so much for being here. Listen, I have one more question for you. This is a personal question. Uh, What kind of dog do you have? I have a Pomeranian. Pomeranian. A little terror, but... Yeah. I, I ask because uh, my wife is all over us about getting a dog. We have two kids. They're six and four. And, and I, I want a boxer. And she wants one of these like oh, la- okay. la- Labradoodles or something or other. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and I keep telling her, I said, babe, it's a full-time job. Like I, I my kids aren't going to yes. walk the dog yet. I don't feel like walking the dog four times a day. And so I'm just curious yeah. about what kind of dog. Do so you have a Pomeranian? Yeah, and he's eight pounds. Like he's, um, you know, he gets a walk a couple times a day. But I babysat for my uh, brother and sister-in-law, and they have an eight-month-old. Oh, there he is now. He heard you. Uh, 
eight month old lab and I just can't envision having a big dog because she still is thinking I want to sit on your lap and I'm like you're huge like get off I'm used to this little fluff ball so but no get a dog they're absolutely the right decision yeah I know I never had one as a kid so my <laughs> wife is all over it so I, I'm, I'm sure if, if she wants one hard enough eventually we'll get one so uh, <laughs> for sure and you got kids they'll love it yeah, yeah you need a dog yeah. everyone does well Amy listen thanks so much for freeing up the time good luck with your new career yeah. and good luck with your move and thank, you, Paul. Uh, th- thank your dog for giving us the time here Yeah, perfect. I will. Have a great day. Okay, very good. So everybody, listen, let's wrap this one up right now. Thanks so much for being here. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here and we'll catch you next week and be safe. And of course, go Raptors.